hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another magical, mindful Monday morning full of mayhem and mischief. Friends, Torch Report 287, the rise of global democracy. Global democracy, it's going to (laughs) be for the greater good. It's going to keep people safe. It's going to be wonderful. (laughs) Oh, friends, you know that it's not what it seems. Uh, What they are selling is not what it appears to be. And I want to just jump into it today. I, I know, I know at times I'm out there on a limb and today I'm going to dance on the end of that limb at the risk of breaking the branches and coming crashing down. I want to talk about polarized priorities. What do we focus on? Do we focus on, you know, the nitty gritty details of the here and now, or do we focus on the, you know, the overarching trajectory of global forces? I mean, what matters most? It's a, it's a legitimate question. And There are many people out there talking about the fact that our country and the world at large seems to be more and more divided by the day. Anyone who's been paying attention knows that this is not just a coincidence. It didn't just happen. It's not by accident. This division amongst our society is, in fact, the direct result of an intentional global campaign to divide and conquer humanity as a whole. And I've, I've laid that out there, and we've come at it from a number of different angles. And I realize, you know, it still probably seems a little absurd to some people. Come on, Luke, how could anybody or any group of people actually take over the world? That's impossible. You know, all this talk about Davos and the WEF and the UN, I mean, they don't really have any power over our lives, right? Well, you know, you can make the case that that's the case, except for the fact that they are driving the global governance capturing the language, pushing the policy, and most people are just going along with that. So we're in a herd that is rushing toward the edge of a cliff. And the fact that we can say, oh, they don't really have the authority, they can't really do that, doesn't mean that they're not driving the herd, cracking the whip, uh, driving all this division. And so despite the fact it may seem impossible, uh, people would resist, right? We would resist global tyranny, right? No way that could ever happen. So stop wasting my time and talking about the global cabal, right? Wrong. (laughs) You know, we have to come face to face with the fact that the majority of humanity is is simply too busy to keep track. They're completely unaware or they've been, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid long enough. They can't see it for what it is. So those who propose that we ignore the WEF, the WHO, the UN, and the myriad other global NGOs and multinational public-private partnerships who are currently Uh, and actively collaborating to usher us all into the dystopian Orwellian surveillance state, you know, those who would choose to ignore that, they're simply naive. They do not understand who these people are and what their motives are and what their strategies are and just how far along their plans have advanced coming into the year 2023. Right here, right now, everything that's been in motion for a long time, like what we've been talking about, it's coming to fruition. Friends, we are coming into the end stages of a communist revolution just to tip the cards a little bit. And 
while this week there are a lot, you know, the liberals awaken today to the news of more gun violence. You know, some crazy 72-year-old Chinese guy slaughtered 10 people on the Chinese New Year. Oh, my gosh, we got to take away the guns. That's it. That's it. We knew it. We got to take away the guns, you know. And meanwhile, in the conservative echo chambers, the conservatives are being treated to a chorus of squawking about Biden's serial stashing of classified gosh, documents. Oh, my gosh, they've got him this time. He's got even more documents and even more documents and, and, and even the White House said we got to investigate the documents and there's going to be a special counsel and 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 we might get him and guess what you know uh, Biden's probably not going to get to go for re-election and, and who's going to be the next president blah, 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 blah. okay not a peep about Davos agenda 2030 the great reset the overarching trajectory of global governance that's being wielded from on high Friends, do you think that's just a coincidence that it just evaporated? Davos just evaporated? Nobody's talking about it? Is it just by chance that the mainstream media isn't talking about what's really going on? I mean, come on, you know, of course not. Anybody that has their right mind or what's about them knows that if it doesn't fit their narrative, that it doesn't make the news. And if it doesn't make the news, then the majority of people never hear about it. And right now, what most people don't know, they are never going to see coming. And as such, my friends, there are hard times ahead for those who remain either unwittingly or willfully ignorant to the present reality of the current situation. All things considered, I believe that the majority of Americans are about to get blindsided by a dose of calamity and chaos orchestrated by a convergence of factors that have long been in motion. I just want to set that stage and, and then really tie into the root of all of this. We, the people, are going to be very hard-pressed to stop the rise of global tyranny unless we understand how they're doing it, what's driving it. There's a long uphill battle ahead of us. Now is not the time to get comfortable. Now is the time. Now more than ever, we do need to be civically engaged. We do need to be talking to our neighbors about what's going on. We need to be sounding the alarm. But what do we say? What do we tell people? How about we tell people the commies are taking over the world because <laughs> it's true. It is so very, very true. And I've pointed out how the, you know, back in the 60s, they were talking about the communists are infiltrating. It's been there for a long time, but we're going to just take a fresh look at it today. And I want to refresh with a quote from the communist manifesto, which we find in their own words says, quote, communists Fight for the attainment of the immediate aims, the enforcement of the momentary issues. Pause. Okay, they fight for uh, the LGBTQ, diversity, equity, and inclusion, critical race theory, gun control, environmental policies. They're fighting for all of this. The momentary issues, because it keeps people distracted ultimately and it stokes division. Continuing on from the manifesto, they openly declare, communists openly declare that their ends can be attained only by the forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions, period, end quote. Friends, you cannot get much more blunt than that. They openly declare they can only achieve their goals by forcibly overthrowing all existing social conditions. Carl Marx, 1848, you know, that has been in motion for, you know, rapidly pushing 200 years here. But this, this Marxism, this communism, this socialism, it's all the hive mind collective. And this is what they're using to, 
you know, divide and conquer us all. The forcible overthrow of existing society is facilitated by lying to the peasants. You know, the propaganda, the psychological warfare, they use language with the hidden higher meaning and all that. And they're instilling this critical mindset, the CRT, critical race theory and such, uh, that intentionally stokes what they call hostile antagonism. That's right out of the Communist Manifesto. Their strategy is to stoke hostile antagonism between the different sections of society because when you get the peasants, you know, bickering and fighting against themselves and then all the hell, hell breaks loose, they never suspect the invisible hand that's pulling the strings. And this is classical class warfare. And as history has repeatedly shown, it is highly effective. So there's really no surprise there. But here's the little twist, friends. This is something that still seems to escape the majority of Americans. This is what we need to help our friends comprehend. This little twist right here is straight out of the Communist Manifesto. Communists labor everywhere for the union and agreement of the Democrat parties of all countries, period, end quote. The communists everywhere are laboring for the union and agreement of the Democrat parties of all countries. Say it with me, friends. The communists are working to unite Democrats all around the globe. The communists are working to unite Democrats all around the globe. Zoiks, the communists are working with, to unite Democrats all around the globe. Holy smokes, what the heck, you know? Friends, if you haven't, uh, brushed up on these communist tactics, you probably should, because this is the driving ideological, uh, the ideological drive behind the whole globalist agenda. And just so that you know, I'm not putting words in their mouth. I did put a screenshot there from Marxist.org, link in the article, Torch Report, Truth You Can Trust. You can see it with your own eyes. It says, in short, communists everywhere support every revolutionary movement against the existing social and political order of things. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is. Hey, man, if it's uh, if it's against the existing order, then we're going to support that. They labor er everywhere for the union and agreement of the Democrat parties of all countries. They disdain to conceal their views and aims, they openly declare that they can only be attained by forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions because they have a world to win. And we would be wise to let that sink in. When they say they have a world to win, know that the, you know, the, never, the sun never sets on their intentions. Now, with that framework of what the communists believe and what they say and what they're up to, think about all of the Parroted progressive talking points. All the stuff. It's a fight. It's a threat to democracy. Everything's about democracy. Think about the way that virtually every divisive issue gets pitched. It's a battle for democracy. It's all of it. And if we were to just connect the dots here, look at the. I want to share with you what the United Nations has to say about dem democracy because they're, you know, they're a big part of this. The WEF. Uh, all of those organizations are in bed with the United Nations. That was, in fact, founded by communists. But this is straight off the United Nations uh, website here talking about democracy. They say, quote, democracy is a core value of the United Nations. The UN supports democracy by promoting human rights and development and peace and security. And in the 75 years since the UN charter was signed, the UN has done more to support democracy all around the world than any other globalized global organizations. Wow. You know, the UN, they're, they're the greatest promoters of democracy, but let's just back up again. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Communists everywhere support <laughs> the, uh, the, the getting the union and agreement of democracies. That's what they're doing. So, you know, here we have 
you know, communists labor to unite democracies all around the globe and the UN labors to unite democracies all around the globe. You know, need I say more, friends, you know, that the connection is there. It's clear. Uh, so let's just zoom out a little bit, shall we? Zoop, you know, way out right now. The unfolding new world order is based on the idea that global governance can nurture this heartwarming push towards shared democratic values all around the world. We're going to be so democratic and so so equal and so inclusive. It's going to be fabulous, you know? <laughs> and if you could say that without spinning all over yourself, good luck. Now, what people fail to realize, of course, is that this process of democratization you know, the democratize, it's like the electrification, but it's the democratization of the world. It necessarily involves the utter destruction and forcible overthrow of current cultural norms. That's what we're witnessing. Drag, uh, drag queen story hour, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if there wasn't a forcible overthrow of current cultural norms, then all the peasants would just instinctively resist the imposition of tyranny. What the hell are you talking about? No, that's stupid. That's sick. That's wrong. We're not going to do that. That's not the way we do things around here. You ain't from around here, are you? You best keep walking. You can take your collective socialist BS and shove it up your... Never mind. You know, but, but I think <laughs> there would be uh, a great natural resistance unless... They can sow the division by corrupting the cultural norms and turning people against each other. And then the people begin to, you know, uh, get tired of the chaos. They, they look, they call out for order. And, you know, anyway, while, while many people are still very wary of the new world order, as they should be, and instinctively we will be, you know, last week, the Davos crowd said the quiet part out loud. Okay, they said, quote, here at the WEF, there's a lot of discussion about what the new world order will be. How do we work towards the new normative international order that allows us to address our differences and disputes as the civilized world? It's a question, end quote. Uh, but they're, they're saying that everybody has to respect the the new rules being put out by the new world order. And the fact that they were talking about this out loud and publicly seemed to create quite the kerfuffle. You know, some of the liberals are like, uh-oh, uh-oh, you know, Davos offers an unsettling glimpse of the new world order. You know, the new world order adds fresh impetus, says Davos dealmakers. New world order remarks at Davos spark a flood of conspiracy theories. Now, these are, uh, I put three links in there. From liberal outlets who are desperately trying to spin any negative talk of the new world order as an unhinged conspiracy theory. That's a vast right wing conspiracy. There's not a new world order. And yet simultaneously, you know, they admit that the new world order does in fact exist and that it ultimately is necessary to advance global democracy. The, the mental gymnastics there are impressive. The, the cognitive dissonance is clinical, <laughs> you know, but ultimately the idea of having a centralized Global government should strike any sane person as a very bad idea. Nevertheless, you know, the useful idiots of the world, the liberals, the Democrats, the progressives, etc., you know, they continue to fight for their chosen cause, whatever cause they're stirred up to, the green agenda, the feminism, queer theory, CRT, etc. And they do this failing to realize 
that while fighting for the liberal cause and fighting for the democracy, they are hastening not just the full collapse of our society, but also their own enslavement to an all-powerful centralized authority. Friends, <laughs> for those of us who see it coming, it's, it's still going to be a rude awakening, a slap to the face for the people that didn't see it coming. But here's the thing. Do few people realize just how close we are to that total collapse, that systemic collapse, okay? According to people who have been keeping track, I put a little graphic here in the article and the report today. Friends, if you're listening on a podcast platform, know that you don't get to see that super cool graphic unless and, and all the other goodies unless you go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com. When you're on the website, you can click the little heart and give me some love or download the Substack app to your phone. Nevertheless, in the report today, a, a, a image, uh, a graphic that talks about polarization, and it's the most polarized most severely polarized nations on the planet. There's kind of a gradient there from less polarized to severely polarized. And you would uh, take note that the U.S. is severely polarized, severely polarized. Brazil, which is going berserk right now, they're slightly less polarized. All right. So but it, it ranks them all out there. And when you see uh, the U.S., you see Brazil, France, Japan, Italy, Germany, Canada, Australia. These are all moderately to severely polarized countries. And you think about 400 plus anti-government protests all around the world. Friends, uh, it, holy smokes, how much more in our face does it have to be that they're trying to divide? They're trying to polarize and turn people against each other. It's the it's the plot. It's the plan. That's what they're doing. And the dark lining here in the study that I linked to there that uh, that that report or that graphic came out of the dark lining in this hyper polarized state is that the majority of people no longer feel that these divisions can be overcome. It's hopelessness. What are we going to do? We can't overcome it. Think about that. If the divisions cannot be overcome, then what happens? Civil war? Massive civil unrest? Societal collapse? You know, surely the outcome will be madness and mayhem. And then what? Then what? Well, never let a good crisis go to waste, you know. Then the globalists swoop in. All of our problems will be painted as stemming from the undesirable and unsustainable way that things were. And the progress to peace and stability and sustainable democracy will require new ways of thinking, new ways of interacting and living out our lives that are completely unnatural and incongruent with reality, I might add. Uh, but where will these ideas come from? And as you well know, have no fear. The ideas are already here. Thanks to the WEF and the rest of the global elites, we can know exactly what's in store for us. It's the new world order. It's future Earth. It's the great inescapable global socialist surveillance state. Woohoo! Everybody will be safe in a great harmonious global democracy. Crap! You know, it's a bunch of crap. And I know you know that. But just to be crystal clear here, remember that communist China is our role model. Uh, in a 2020 WEF special report titled Shaping a Multi- conceptual world, they really praise China in there, but they declare rather bluntly that all the world's nations and nation states are organized around myths. That idea of the American dream, that's just a myth. They say that our society is built on lies, and those lies give rise to imagined communities that have common values. And like everything that the communists say, it's the exact opposite of truth. To say that our communities are merely imagined to say that American society doesn't have a, a common thread that ties us all together, that's a lie. 
our our communities are an organic mis- mixture, right? They're uh, it's authentic human interaction, which revolves uh, loosely around our common language, our shared values, our cultural traditions, and these are good things. But to attack these community values, which is what the communists are doing, it it, it undermines and ultimately obfuscates what makes our communities work. It unravels the social fabric. And the big lie here that's being introduced is that there is a global community that we're all part of. And that's false. That's a farce. You know, the, the idea of a global community is a mental construct, to borrow their language. It doesn't exist in reality. It never has and it never will because the concept of community is simply incongruent with the infinite and incomprehensible diversity of the human population. There can be no global community precisely because communities are formed around the very differences that set us apart. And friends, that is a good thing. It's a very good thing. We don't want everybody to be the same. You know, any reasonable person should be able to you know, openly agree with the fact that we don't want everyone and everything everywhere to be the same. You know, not only is that idea ridiculous, it's impossible. And yet this is exactly what the globalists are pushing in their new world order and global governance and the sustainable development goals. Everybody's going to do it the same way. It's the homo- homogenization of humanity via the dehumanizing of human beings. The individual dissolves into the collective. What's good for the, uh, what's best for the greater good, it has nothing to do with you, your desires, uh, your independent sovereignty as a free and independent human being. At any rate, friends, uh, just one more article I dropped here. I'm noticing the time. (laughs) Oh, the constructs of time. Now, Five facts you need to understand the new global order coming straight off the WEF website. They say, if we are to survive the global geopolitical transition, we must first accept that the era of U.S. hegemony is over. That's it. The U.S. is going down. Okay. Then they go on to say, we are fixated to the forward march of democracies and the underlying principles on which they are based. Friends, does that sound familiar? Does it sound like communism? It sure sounds like communism. If it walks like a communist and talks like a communist, it's probably a freaking communist. Now, continuing on, all of this will be hard to swallow for the stalwarts of the global liberal order. All these academic eggheads, all these educated idiots in America who think that they're fighting for democracy. It's going to be a hard pill to swallow that, you know, the U.S. is going down because they're instituting global communism. Okay. But they also go on to say it will also need to be explained to a public that is accustomed to linear change, that the current transformations are both nonlinear and increasingly exponential processes that are hard for humans to grasp, period, end quote. The current transformation, my friends, a.k.a. the Great Reset, they are nonlinear and increasingly exponential. More and more chaos. Chaos abounds, and this is hard to swallow, and it's even harder to explain. Though people can sense that something is wrong, Too few people understand what's happening is a communist revolution on a global scale. Those who have been duped into believing this transformation is for the greater good are set for a very, very rude awakening. Friends, in the end, people are going to find that global democracy only comes at the end of a peacekeeper's guns. And it would be wise to warn the neighbors before that day comes. (laughs) And that is the message of my heart for today, friends. If you are enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart 
click the heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you would take the time to think of somebody that didn't know the battle for democracy is really a communist revolution and share it with them. Share it with your friends. Share it with your families. Friends, share it with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this magical, maniacal Monday, and I will look forward to talking to you again soon.